this podcast from Jubilee Church Derby, a church family looking to make a difference across the city of Derby and beyond. This is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations, and you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Okay, if you've got a Bible with you, this is going to be a... uh, Sorted and planned preach. That might be a good thing. Might not be. We shall see. If you've got a Bible with you, turn please to Colossians chapter 2. We're working our way through the book of Colossians at the moment. And uh, I've had a great time preaching uh, into it last week. We're enjoying our time in this book. And uh, we're going to read a few verses together this morning. And we're going to look at the subject of law and grace. Now those of you who are sharp and on the ball, which looks like some of you this morning, even even most perhaps, you might say, but it doesn't say law and grace in my Bible. There's a heading. And maybe it doesn't. But it is what the passage is about that we're going to read this morning. And I believe God wants to teach us uh, from this. And we're going to jump around a little bit. So I'll encourage you to have your Bible open in front of you so that you can, uh, you can see what we're, we're talking about. Just as Matt was saying earlier for Burton, uh, one of the foundations for them is um, isn't it, looking at what the Bible says. And this is actually what we believe. This is what we're basing, what we're saying on. This is not just my ideas, because they wouldn't be up to much. This is about what God has spoken already in his words. And so we want to be equipped by his words, and we are going to be equipped by his words this morning. So Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. In him you are also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with a circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having cancelled the written code with its regulations that was against us and stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you for the prize. Such a person goes into great detail about what is seen and his unspiritual mind puffs him up with idle notions. 
He has lost connection with the head from whom the whole body, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word to us. And now we pray that you would speak to us from it. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us already this morning. Thank you that we're shaped by your spirit, that you've spoken life to us. But now we pray that you might come and equip us by your words. Would you speak to our hearts, Lord? Help us to understand what we've read. And by your spirit, would you apply it into our lives now? We ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Okay, so the headings we're going to look at, uh, and I trust we're going to get through these, it's a statement of faith, I think, is firstly, how to get in. Secondly, how to continue. And then thirdly, what to watch out for. How to get in, how to continue, and what to watch out for. So firstly, how to get in. Paul gives a summary of the gospel. It's in verses 13 to 15. And he gives a great summary of what it is to trust in Jesus and how we can do that. He reminds us that, uh, firstly, we were dead. That's our starting point, isn't it? When you were dead in your sins, in verse 13, Paul talks about it here. He says, that's your starting point. You were dead in your sin. You were dead in your transgression. You were far from God. You were a long way away. Sometimes we can think that, you know, basically we're okay, but we just need a bit of help from the Lord. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says we were dead in our sins. We were far from God. That's pretty clear, isn't it? And because of our sinful rebellion against him, we were under God's judgments. But you know what? The good news of the gospel is this. While we were still sinners, while we were still far from God, before we had even thought about responding to him, God made it possible. Isn't that good? It's not that God responded to some initiative on your part. It's not that you were trying hard and the Lord looked from heaven and said, oh, well, he's trying hard, so I'll do something to help them on their way. It doesn't say that at all. It's really clear. While you were still sinners, while you were dead, while you were far from God, at that time, God made us alive with Christ. It's good news, isn't it? You didn't have to make a start. You didn't have to try hard. God did it. And as John talked about during worship this morning, Jesus on the cross cried, It is finished. It is done. It is accomplished. He forgave your sin. You don't bring anything to the equation other than trusting in him. Other than saying, Lord, I believe. I want to follow you. And you accept it. He cancelled the written code which was against us. It's what found us guilty. It's what showed that we were guilty before the Lord. He dealt with it. You see, it's not about what you have to do 
It's about what Jesus has already done. That is the good news of the gospel. And that's how you get in. By trusting in him. By following him. Because Jesus said it is finished. He has made it all possible. But if that's the way in, how do we continue in the Christian life? What's the way to continue? Well, Paul makes this really clear as well. In verse 6, he says this, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. In the same way that you receive Christ, continue to live in him. This is so important. It really is so important for us to understand. For those of us who are Christians who have already responded to God's call on our lives, I think generally, and this is a generalisation, but bear with me, I think generally we're pretty clear on it. We know that it's about what Jesus has done. We understand it's about what he accomplished on the cross. We get that. We, we understand this by God's grace. We understand this, what he did, not the, what, what we do. But what I've noticed is this, is that many Christians, over time, whilst they understand that the way in is by God's grace, very often, Christians can find that, they start to forget that when it comes to living as a Christian. They think, yeah, the way in was by God's grace, but they get into this sort of mindset that says, yes, but now I need to work and, and earn my way to keep God loving me. They don't put it like that, of course, but that's what tends to happen. And so they can get into thinking that when it comes to following Jesus, it's about what you have to do as well. But the Bible doesn't say that, does it? The Bible's really clear. Just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. The late John Wimber, who founded the Vineyard Movement, said this. He said, the way in is the way on. The way in is the way on. It's simple, isn't it? But it's so profound. It's a great quote. I wish I'd come up with it. But it's true. The way in is the way on. So the way in to faith and life in Christ is by his grace. And you know what? The way on, the way to grow as a Christian is by his grace as well. You are saved by grace and you are sustained by grace. You see, it's all about his grace. It's all about what he has done. Now, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't seek to serve him and honour him, be obedient to him, live in a way that glorifies him. But none of those things will bring you salvation. It's about God's grace and his work in your life. So what's the way forward to grow as a Christian? It's the same as the way in. It's knowing and receiving God's grace. Just as you received Christ, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him. This is song spoke about being rooted in Christ. That's what Paul says here, isn't it? Continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him. Don't take another path that is far from him.
don't try another way. The way in is also the way on. Continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught. God wants to strengthen your faith. He wants you to grow in him. He wants you to know what it is to be firmly rooted and established in him. And overflowing with thankfulness. It's a great phrase, isn't it? Overflowing with thankfulness. Verse 7 there of Colossians 2. I wonder, does that phrase describe you? Would people say that about you? That you're someone who overflows with thankfulness. The writer to the Hebrew put it like the Hebrews puts it like this. Hebrews chapter twelve, verse twenty-eight. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Psalm 147, verse 7 says, Sing to the Lord with grateful praise. Make music to our God on the harp. I don't know about playing the harp, whether any of you do that, but all of us can sing to the Lord with grateful praise. All of us can be thankful. All of us can overflow with thankfulness. So I wonder, is that something that other people see in you? Would other people describe you as that sort of person? I've quoted my father-in-law before who once said, if you want to feel great, be grateful. If you want to feel great, be grateful. It's the same sort of idea, isn't it? The importance of being thankful and grateful to God. So I have a suggestion for you. For all of us, in fact. I'd like to suggest that this week should be declared a thankful week. Now, you would have seen lots of cards uh, in, the, in the card shops and uh, news agents and supermarkets ready for today, Valentine's Day. And I'm impressed that so many of you got here this morning and made it out of your house. Well, clearly there were the piles of cards that had come through the door. But, you know, you you made your way over the mountain of cards and you got here this morning, which is great. So thank you for making that effort. I mean, I had to climb over so many. It's not true, as you can imagine. Sarah's looking very worried now. (laughs) I wonder if we should... So we've declared, you know, that today is Valentine's Day. How about making this week a week of being thankful? How about having this week as a week of thankfulness, a week to overflow with thankfulness? So why not this week go out of your way to thank God for all his blessings and thank others for the kindness that they've showed you? How about sending a card, not a Valentine's card, but a thank you card? I thank you for what you did. Thank you for showing me that appreciation or love or that encouragement. I guess if I ask the question this morning, who likes to be encouraged and appreciated, I guess all of us will put our hands up. Wouldn't we? We like to be appreciated and encouraged. Well, you know what? If we did that for one another, we would be. So why not this week make it a week of overflowing with thankfulness? 
Make it your intention to be grateful and thankful. And let's see what God does with that. Does that sound like fun? Are you up for the challenge? Yeah. This week, a week of thankfulness. But Paul goes on as well, and he talks about what to watch out for. And this is in the last couple of verses that we read, verses 18 and 19. What to watch out for. And this is about ensuring that other people don't lead you astray. That other things don't lead you away from Jesus. Because there will be those who will try to. And there will be things that will try and lead you astray. And Paul gives a couple of examples here. He talks about people who delight in false humility. Now they think themselves so humble, but really they're quite proud. You can spot them a mile off. You know, they think themselves full of humility, but the trouble is they're always talking about how humble they are. They're almost proud of their humility, which is ironic, isn't it? But watch out for people like that because they'll lead you astray. Paul also talks about watching out for the super spiritual, as we might call them. The person who worships angels, he gives us an example here. And that's always a no-no in scripture. Angels are created beings that worship God and do his bidding. Sometimes they interact with human beings. And when they do, it seems from Scripture that their opening words are usually, don't be afraid. That seems to be the opening line of most angels when they're interacting with humans. But we're not to worship them. We worship God only, and no one and nothing else. It seems to me that interest in angels sort of goes in fads. It's a bit like a fashion thing, I think. And I've certainly noticed an interest some increased interest maybe in some quarters. And that's not a bad thing, but we just need to make sure we don't worship them. Who do we worship? We worship God alone. And other things should point us towards him. Now clearly this was a problem that Paul wanted to address. He talks about it, doesn't he? He says, such a person goes into great detail about what they've seen. They're puffed up. They're worshipping angels. He's saying... Don't do that. Don't be like that. But before we finish, do you notice what he says in verse 19 there? Paul says that this person who he's describing, or people like it that he's describing, have lost connection with the head, from whom the whole body, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. Paul describes someone who has lost connection with the head. Now, he's talking, obviously, about Jesus, isn't he? And he's saying, don't lose connection with the head. Think about it for a moment. What would happen if you lost connection with your head? It's not looking good, is it? You know, it's not a favourable outcome. It's probably the end of the, you know, the end of the line for you. If you lose connection with your head, if you have it chopped off, that's it. You're gone. You're finished. If you're a Christian, you've got to be with Jesus. That's not all bad. It's obvious, isn't it? If that were to happen, you'd die. So you can lose connection with your foot, and whilst walking might be difficult, you're unlike, it's unlikely to finish you off. 
You might lose a hand. And so writing would be tricky. But you're probably not going to die. Your head is different. If you lose connection there, you're finished. Paul makes it clear earlier in, in, the, uh, in the letter here, in chapter 1, verse 24, that Christ is the head of the body. Makes it, makes it clear. He talks about it elsewhere as well. And he talks about Christ's body being the church. And so Paul is saying to us, we need to make sure both personally and corporately that we don't lose connection with the head. That is Jesus. You see, it's true personally. If you lose connection with the head, your spiritual life, your Christian life is going to start to dwindle away. You might go through the motions. You might still turn up on a Sunday. You might stand and sing some songs. But really, there's no life there. No head, no life. And it's true corporately as well. We need to make sure that we're keeping our connection with the head. That is Jesus in everything we do. Everything we're doing here in Derby, in Burton, in other places we're beginning to touch. Everything we do needs to come under the headship and lordship of Jesus Christ. He is the one who is in control. He is the head of the church. We are his body. We need to make sure that we stay connected, that we stay well connected, both personally and corporately. It's one of the reasons that I think praying together is so important. It's one of the reasons that when we gather as a church to pray, we're keeping connection with the head. We're saying, everything we do, Lord, is under your authority and your headship your leadership and your control. And so we're not bringing our ideas and plans to him to bless, but rather we're saying, Lord, what are your ideas? What are your plans? And what do you want us to do? That's keeping connection with the head. In the human body, our head makes some decisions, doesn't it? In our human body, our head says, let's walk over there. And it controls the rest of our body. In our human body, the head says, write this down, and it controls our hand and arm. We might write something down. In a human body, our head says, I want you to speak to a particular person, and we go speak to them. The head makes the decisions, and the rest of the body carries it out. Does that sound what it should be like? We are Jesus' body. He is the head. He is the one in control. He is the one making decisions. We need to make sure that we are well connected to him. So how are we doing? Are you well connected to him? Let me ask you a couple of questions as we close. Firstly this. How do you stay in grace? How do you stay living by grace? Firstly, we need to remember that it's all about Jesus, that he paid the price, that he, the way in is also the way on. And he sustains you, and you can do nothing apart from him. So don't try and add anything else to the gospel. You don't need to. 
because he's done it all. He has accomplished it. The gospel is not God plus hard work, not God plus religious observance. It's God plus nothing. It's just trusting in him. It's all about him. And the way on is the same as the way in. But finally, how do you maintain your connection to the head? That is Jesus. Well, I don't think there are any surprises here. I think it's what we may say, well, it's the usual things. It's the things that you might have heard I've spoken a thousand times and heard preached on more times than you care to remember. But things like praying, worshipping the Lord, reading his word, welcoming Holy Spirit, things like that maintain our connection to the head and bring us life. You see, like any relationship, these things take time. So Sarah and I went out for our Valentine's Day meal on Friday evening. I was expecting an R, but I didn't get an R. So we went out for a Valentine's Day meal on on a Friday evening. And uh, we had a great evening. We enjoyed spending time together. It wasn't a chore. I didn't feel like it was something I've got to do. I wanted to. Because when you love somebody, you want to spend time with them. Do you think it's any different with our relationship with Jesus? Surely this is somebody that we love and is important to us and at the very centre of our lives. We want to spend time with him. So how do you maintain connection to the head? By maintaining relationship. Just in the same way that you may maintain a human relationship. It takes time and it's the same with a relationship with Jesus. It's giving him time, allowing him to speak into our heart, hearing from him, worshipping him, allowing him to speak to us through his word, welcoming the Holy Spirit, and maintain that connection of life, allowing his life to flow through us. Let's stand together. I'm going to pray as we close. Bang on the time. Just made it. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for your word to us from this letter. Thank you that you have so much to teach us. And we thank you, Lord, for the clarity of the gospel that we don't have to add anything to because you have accomplished it all. Your cry on the cross, it is finished, really was true. And it was a description of what happened. And thank you that because of your death and your resurrection, it really is finished. We don't have to add anything else. Anything we do for you, Lord, comes out of our heart of love and adoration and worship. But it doesn't change our status before you. Because you have declared us righteous in Christ. And so, Father, thank you for that truth. Thank you for that understanding. Thank you, Lord, that the way on in the Christian life is the same as the way in. It's living by grace and allowing you to work through us. And, Father, I pray that we wouldn't be distracted or led astray by anybody or anything else. But, Lord, we would maintain our connection to you, our head. 
Lord Jesus, we want to say again this morning that this is your church. We are your people and your body. You are our senior pastor. (laughs) We are your people. You are leading us. And we want to maintain well that connection to the head where the source of life is. We want to maintain that for ourselves as a church. And Lord, we want to maintain that well for us as individuals as well. Would we maintain that relationship with you? Would it not be something that becomes a chore and a sort of have-to on to-do list? But rather, Lord, would it be a relationship of love and joy and life? So, Father, help us with these things. Help us this week to uh, have a week of thankfulness. We might overflow with thankfulness. And, Lord, you might continue your work in us and through us. Lord, we pray that you'd help us this week to be a blessing to those around us who are far from you. Help us to show them something of your love and your grace, even this week. We pray that you'd be with us now and bless us, please, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk and come along on any Sunday morning.